Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be going in-depth into my top 24 quarterback and tight end rankings and tiers for week number 8 of the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure they do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my week 18 top 24 quarterback, not week 18, week 8 top 24 quarterback and tight end rankings for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin in the S tier at the quarterback position at number one with Lamar Jackson going up against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Now, last week, the Baltimore Ravens absolutely blew the back out of the Detroit Lions, and a main component of that was Lamar Jackson going absolutely nuclear. Of course, the Ravens defense looked great, but Lamar had four touchdowns, zero interceptions, over 350 yards. And interestingly enough, this was the second game of the season where Lamar had four touchdowns touchdowns with zero interceptions and I think he could easily replicate that this week up against in my opinion the worst defense in the NFL I think Lamar Jackson is as close to a lock as possible to be a top three quarterback this week and again due to the matchup he is ranked as my quarterback one at number two we got Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Washington Commanders in Washington now last time these two teams played was all the way back in week four that week Jalen Hurts was the quarterback six with two touchdowns to zero interceptions and over 300 passing yards. Now, Jalen Hurts did get banged up up against the Dolphins, and we did see later on in that game that he was wearing some sort of a sleeve on his leg, but there have been zero reports that have been pointing towards him being potentially limited by that injury. So to me, it is all sails ahead. All aboard the choo-choo train of the Jalen Hurts Express because... This should be yet another great matchup against the Commanders. He has had three straight games inside the top five, currently the quarterback two on the season, and his only down game was all the way back in week number one. So based upon everything we've seen out of Hurts this year, even if Hurts kind of doesn't even look as good as he did last year, the guy has been an uber safe fantasy football quarterback at number three. We have Pat Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Denver Broncos in Denver. Last time against the Broncos was just a couple of weeks ago in week six he threw one touchdown one interception over 300 passing yards and was the quarterback seven on the week my biggest worry about Patrick Mahomes in this game is the Chiefs normally just kind of play with their food right against a team like the Broncos where in reality the Chiefs should probably drop a deuce on the chest of the Broncos right the Broncos have a terrible defense and the Chiefs should be dropping 30 plus points but they probably won't, right? They'll just let the Broncos stick in there enough to be like, oh, maybe the Broncos are going to win. And then at the end of the day, they just shut the door on the Broncos offense or their defense. At the end of the game, Mahomes throws a touchdown, right? That just kind of feels like how every Broncos versus Chiefs game goes. I don't think the Broncos have beaten the Chiefs since Peyton fucking Manning, the sheriff, was the starting quarterback of the team. So again, Mahomes should roll this game. But based upon what we've seen in the past, 
He'll probably have a good game, but I don't think this will be a week where he's the quarterback one, just like last week. But again, the matchup is so great that you kind of have to rank him super high. At number four, we got Justin Herbert, the pervert of the LA Chargers, going up against the Chicago Bears at home in LA on Sunday Night Football. You waited all day for Sunday night. No one's waiting all day to watch Herbert versus Tyson Bajent uh, as the starting quarterbacks, right? This is just a shit-tier, bottom-of-the-barrel matchup. Quarterback 21, can you do something for me last week for Justin Herbert, the pervert, in a terrible game against the Chiefs, but if there ever was a spot to get right, it would be up against one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the Chicago, Chicago Bears, so I love Justin Herbert to bounce back in this spot, and prior to him being the quarterback 21, last week he was the quarterback 5, 5, 1, 11, and 6. So outside of that game against the Chiefs division rivalry, don't worry too much about it. Next week, he plays the Jets, so maybe another disasterful game for Herbert there. But against the Bears, come on, we all know how this one's going to go. Moving now to the A tier at the quarterback position, beginning with Tua Tungavailoa of the Miami Dolphins going up against the Patriots at home in Miami. Last time these two teams played was back in week two when the Patriots' defense was rock solid. It was Viagra hard. And now... That defense is indeed of a Viagra. Pretty limp dick, in my opinion. I know they played well against the Bills, but I think that was more of Josh Allen just trying to do too much and fucking his team metaphorically in the ass. So I think against the Patriots, we were to see Tua go out there and play significantly better than he did in Week 2. I think he had a good game in Week 2. He threw a pick. He threw a touchdown. There was a lot of Raheem Mostert in that game. Who should be heavily involved this week as well. But again, with Tua, he's been relatively consistent all season. We know this man normally dominates bad teams, and the Patriots are a shit-tier team. So I think Tua is going to go nuclear here. Quarterback 5 on the season currently. The only thing holding him from being in the S-tier is the fact that this is a division rivalry game. But Tua is 5-0 and against the Patriots in his career, and he's making it 6-0 and on Sunday, you better believe. Moving to quarterback number 6, we got the Golfinator, Jared Goff, going up against the Las Vegas Raiders in Detroit on Monday Night Football. Another luxurious night game. Quarterback 24 last week against the Ravens, but just throw that out of your mind. The men in black thing where they zap the shit out your mind, zap it out your mind. Prior to that, quarterback four and four in back-to-back weeks. I know I was kind of getting a little overzealous with the Raiders defense, talking them up. Giving him the metaphorical gawk gawk 9,000. And then last week, the Raiders defense got a fucking brain ran on him. So Jared Goff going up against that Raiders defense that I don't think is very good. Should be a clear bounce back spot for the Golfinator. At number seven, we got CJ Stroud of the Houston Texans going up against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. We've only seen two semi down games for Stroud, where he was quarterback 17 in week five and quarterback 22 in week one against the Ravens. Besides that, quarterback 12, 10, 12, and 13. It feels like this guy's a shoe in to be close to the quarterback 12 every single week. What gets me over the hump to rank him much higher is for one, they're coming out the bottom week so I think it's going to come out hot 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 plus they play up against one of another one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the Carolina Panthers at number eight we got T-Law touchdown Jesus Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the Steelers in Pittsburgh currently listed as questionable with the knee but he was questionable last week against the Saints and then ran the most amount of yards we've seen him run for this season Matchup against the Steelers, pretty eh. I think the Steelers' defense sometimes 
are underwhelming, and sometimes TJ Watt is able to fully take over the game, and then maybe Lawrence will be in trouble, right? But at the end of the day, I don't think that's one of the best defenses in the NFL, not to say that they're bad by any means, but I think Trevor Lawrence should do good in this spot. Over the last two games, quarterback 10 and 11, he was in somewhat of a slump from weeks one. Not, not week one, because week one he played good against the Colts. But the second half of that week one game, all the way up until that game against the Colts in week six, he's really started to kind of puff up his chest, and I think he's going to play great this week. Even if he just decides, hey, fuck you, Calvin Ridley. I'm not throwing you the rock. At number nine, we got Kirk Thuggins, Kirk Chains. You like that? Going up against the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers defense really soft against the run. Pretty all right against the pass, but we just saw Kirk Cousins pack in the 49ers. They He zipped them up like a body bag. Quarterback six last week, over 20 points against the Niners. So he should be just fine against the Packers. I know not having Justin Jefferson sucks, but I want a bad bitch. Jordan Addison Ray, KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson make up for it all. Moving now to the B tier at the quarterback positions, quarterback 10 through 13. Now, I know what some people might be thinking, Nick, how is Dak Prescott ranked ahead of Joe Burrow? You make fun of Dak Prescott every single week, and I think you have an agenda against him. Now, I do not really like Dak Prescott that much due to what he's produced this season. Entering into the season, I wasn't a Dak Prescott guy. I wasn't doing tricks on it for him like I was playing with a fucking tech deck. But what I would tell you is I was just all right, you know, pretty eh on Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott hasn't been just eh. He's been pretty dog shit outside of his last game prior to the bye week against the Chargers. Now he gets the other LA team with a pretty so-so defense. I think this should be a solid game for Dak. He's running hot and I like him against the Rams in this spot. At number 11, we have Joe Burrow going up against the 49ers in San Francisco. Back-to-back games inside the top 14 for Burrow after being basically broken in weeks one through four. Do you guys remember in Toy Story, I don't remember which one it was, where Buzz gets turned into speaking Spanish, and then he's hitting on Jesse, and then they finally turn him back to, to speaking English Right? And it's like, wow, he's, he's, he's zapped out of it. He was like this horny Spanish version of Buzz. And then, boom, he's back to being the Buzz that we all know, right? That's what Joe Burrow was. He was the horny Spanish-speaking Buzz weeks one through four. And then weeks five through six, he zapped out of it. And now he's going up against the 49ers. This 49ers defense is not fraudulent by any means, but maybe they aren't as great as I thought they were. Both of those can be possible at the same time. They're also banged up. They are banged up. So I think Joe Shiesty should be fine this week. The only reason why I have Dak ranked ahead of him is, again, I like Dak's matchup a little bit more. And I feel like he's going to start playing a lot better because if he doesn't, like, Cowboys fans are going to want to chop his head off Eddard Stark style. Next up, we move to quarterback 12. Jordan, love me tender, love me sweet of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Quarterback 12 last week, despite looking pretty bad. And then against the Raiders, the game prior, he was a disaster. Now, weeks one, week two, everything was all fine and dandy for Jordan Love, right? Three touchdowns in each of those games, no interceptions. After that, he turned into a turnover machine. One, two, three, and one over the last four games. Now, if you throw one pick in a game, I'm not going to be that mad at you. It is what it is, right? But when you throw two or three, it's like, oh, there's a clear issue. The Vikings defense 
might deserve some more credit than we've been giving them, but I still don't think they are by any means world beaters. Brock Purdy was playing with a concussion last week. Man was seeing ghosts like his name was Sam Darnold. So I think Jordan Love should be fine here. But again, there are certainly reasons to worry. At number 13, we got Matthew Stafford going up against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. And Stafford has kind of just earned this spot right here around quarterback 13 through 16 every single week because that's what he's been producing. Last four weeks, he has been quarterback 15. The quarterback 15, three times. The other game, quarterback 14. So he's just going to be the quarterback 13 through 16 probably every week. Now, the fact that he has Cooper Cup there and Puka Nakua kind of makes me want to be a little bit more confident in him. But even with Cooper Cup back, he hasn't really been this world beater. He faces the Cowboys this week, which are definitely rock solid. So I think quarterback 13's fair. If you want, you can throw him into the next tier. But I do feel more confident in Stafford compared to the guys when we dip into the C tier. Beginning with BCB, Big Cock Brock Purdy, going up against the Bengals. Now, I will be completely honest with you. Three days ago when we found out, or four days ago, whenever it was, when we figured out that Brock Purdy had a concussion, I would have told you there was probably close to a 5% chance that he played. And then on the Thursday stream, I said, okay, there seems to be a lot of positive push towards Brock Purdy playing, maybe 10 or 15% chance. And now where we're sitting on Friday night, and I feel all right, right? Saturday morning as you're watching this, you're going to be able to read the news, start spreading the news, read the news, you know, say, hey, is Brock Purdy playing or not? There'll be more news. It feels from what Kyle Shanahan's been saying, it seems like Shanahan's optimistic that Big Cock Brock will suit up. So I've got him ranked here. If he plays, I think this is around where he finishes. I think he's in a bit of a slump. And... That's where we'll leave it here. Quarterback 14. Do I think he will play? No. No, I do not. But I will add that it feels significantly more plausible, like I'm in the Mythbusters, than it did a couple of days ago. At number 15, we got Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs at home in Denver, Mile High. If you guys have enjoyed today's video thus far, please make sure you guys hit that like button down below, whether you are new to the channel or not. And if you are new, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It helps me out a ton. So... Russell Wilson this year has been basically the definition of mid. He hasn't been as shit as he was last year, but he also hasn't really greatly stepped up. So he's just like right in the middle, right in the, the middle there in purgatory, basically. Not shit enough to sell every game for the Broncos, but not good enough to really win any games for the Broncos. Bad matchup against the Chiefs. He was the quarterback 23 last time. I think he plays better, though, this time. So I, I think the ranking of quarterback 15 is pretty fair. This isn't his best matchup at all. And I think his 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 floor is a lot lower than normal, but I still think the ceiling for him is like top 10, top 8-ish quarterback this week. Moving to quarterback 16, Desmond Ritter of the Atlanta Falcons going up against the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Quarterback 19 last week. Prior to that, though, quarterback 6-6 six and six in back-to-back -back weeks. Michael Jordan, 96-97. This is one of the best matchups that a quarterback could have. The Tennessee Titans defense against the run looks like the 85 Bears, but against the pass, they look like a JV high school team. So I think Desmond Ritter is going to get a little wet in this game. The problem is this man is a turnover machine. Week six, three interceptions. Week seven, he fumbled, I think, twice on the goal line and maybe fumbled another time. 
This man just can't hold on to the rock. Hopefully he fixes that just slightly against the Titans, and he'll probably have a halfway decent game. And number 17, we got Sam Howell of the Washington Commanders going up against the Philadelphia Eagles at home in Washington. Last time out against the Eagles, he was the quarterback 13, and Howell's really only had two down games this season. I know the Eagles' defense are definitely nothing to just make fun of, right? I think they do still have one of the better defenses in the NFL, but with Eric Bieniemy there, I know Howell shit the bet against the Giants, but it just feels like this will be a better spot for Howell. They'll be down probably by a decent amount in the game and have to climb back in. It's the climb! Like my name was Miley Cyrus, or like his name was Miley Cyrus, and I think Sam Howell's going to be coming in like a wrecking ball and potentially have a solid game against the Eagles. Now we move to the D tier. This is where things start to get really really gross but before we break down quarterbacks 18 and 19 and then all the way through quarterbacks 24 and then the tight end tier list i would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at manscaped we are brought to you guys today by Manscaped, who have taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it has ever seen. So this season, no need to toil and trouble. Manscaped's all-new Handyman is the best way to get rid of the stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code NOTORIOUS for 20% off plus free shipping. And for my wolfmen with a little more scruff, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit has everything you need to tame your mane. Get 20% off and a free shipping with the code NOTORIOUS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code NOTORIOUS for a look as sweet as candy. Get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. Back on into things, Derek Carr, quarterback 18. Now, Carr has been finishing well in fantasy three straight weeks, but if you actually watch the game, Derek Carr looks like shit. He doesn't look good at all. Can't read a defense like Floyd Mayweather. Can't read a fucking Dr. Seuss book or a Harry Potter book, which is actually the joke, but man, oh man. He looks bad, but he keeps putting up 300-plus yards. The problem is he's only throwing a touchdown and an interception every single game. The Colts' defense doesn't concern me one bit, so I think Carr should be fine. I think this game has the upside of being a tit-for-tat, rock'em, sock'em, robots, high-scoring affair, elbow, KSI style. But what I will also note is that both of these quarterbacks have the tendency to just not be very good and maybe... Just maybe everything flips for Carr and he ends up shit in the bed. At number 19, we got Gardner Minshew, who was the quarterback number, drum roll please, Brrr. quarterback three last week, quarterback 18 the week prior. This man was surgical out there, slicing his way through the defense like his name was OJ Simpson with four touchdowns and one interception against a stout Browns defense. The question is, can he do it again? Probably not. Moving now to the, but again, I feel way more confident in these guys than I do in the next tier the E tier, and then once we get to the F tier, it's where things start to get just way more gross. This is already gross. Bryce Young of the Carolina Panthers going up against the Houston Texans. Bryce Young has had one great game this season, and I wouldn't even say it's a great game. Three touchdowns, two interceptions against the Lions. He has been just the definition of, all right, actually probably below mid if we're being honest with you. Quarterback 23, 25, 27, 9, and 17 in his five starts on the season. I think Bryce Young is going to get better, but I don't love this matchup against the Texans, but 
Maybe coming out the bye, this is the best Bryce Young we'll see. At number 21, we got Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Browns. This matchup scares me. It scares the fuck out of me. What also scares me is that Geno Smith was the quarterback 17 up against one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the Arizona Cardinals last week. So if he didn't look great against the Cardinals, imagine how bad things might look against the Browns. Moving now to quarterbacks 22 through 24 in the F tier, Mystic Mac Jones going up against the Dolphins in Miami. Dolphins defense definitely looks a lot better than they looked earlier on in the season. He was the quarterback eight last week against the Bills. But outside of that, he has had two games this year, quarterback eight in week seven, quarterback two in week one. And outside of that, he has been outside of the top 20 quarterbacks every single week. I say this a lot, but a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, right? A broken clock is right twice a day. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be able to do it again. But at the same time, I feel a little bit more trust in Mac Jones than I do with a guy like Kenny Pickett going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Small hands Pickett has only thrown over one interception, so more than one interception once this season, which severely limits his upside. I think he'll be okay against the Jaguars, but again, he's yet to throw over 300 yards on the season, so how high really is that upside? At number 24, we got Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G spot going up against the Lions in Detroit. Now, I know the Lions did just get spit-roasted by the Ravens, but there's a big difference between between the Raiders and Lamar Jackson, or the Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo versus Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I think Garoppolo will be okay. But again, like, do you ever really want to start Jimmy? Especially when there are no teams on by this week. It's not like last week where it's by McGinnon. There are no teams on by this week. Moving now to the tight end position, beginning in the S tier with, bitch, you guessed it, tight end one, Travis Kelsey going up against the Denver Broncos in Denver. Interesting statistic. Travis Kelsey plays significantly better when Taylor Swift is at the games versus without. Maybe if Travis Kelsey gets a certain amount of yards, he gets some sloppy, toppy on the ride home. Maybe that's the case from Tay-Tay Swizzle. But he was the tight end one in back-to-back weeks. He was the tight end one against the Broncos in week six. And he's the best tight end in the NFL, clearly. So he's going to be ranked as the tight end one every single week. And even on his bye week, probably. At number two, we got Marky Mark Andrews going up against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. I think there's some debate you can have between Andrews and Hawkinson on who the second best tight end is in the NFL. You could also maybe say Kittle's the second best, but he doesn't get it, catch enough passes to be... Getting that much acclaim for me to give the gawk gawk 9,000 to him every single week. Mark Andrews tied in 3, 9, 11, and 2 over the last four weeks. Has only had one down game this season, which came against the Colts as the tight end 20. This is one of the best matchups like we're talking about up against the Arizona Cardinals. Cupcake matchup. Easy game. Easy work. Four. Mark Andrews at number three. We got TJ Hawkinson going up against the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Back-to-back weeks inside of the top eight, and he has had over eight targets in three straight weeks. Pretty all right matchup against the Packers, but again, without Justin Jefferson, it appears Kirk O'Chain's Kirk Thuggins likes to throw the ball more to Hawkinson, which makes sense because Hawkinson's Probably his best bet at catching the ball every single time. Kirk throws him the rock. Moving now to the A tier, all tight ends that I'm still... Basically, these guys are all must-starts too. Sam Laporta going up against the Las Vegas 
Raiders at home in Detroit. Laporta was the tight end 10 last week, but he was dealing with an injury. Still had seven targets in that game against the Ravens. And again, they got bent over a table in that game. There appears to be no reason to believe that he is going to be limited. He is not listed as questionable. And this is a wet dream spot against the Raiders. And number five, Dallas Goddard of the Eagles going up against the Commanders. Dallas Goddard just ripped the Miami Dolphins, a new asshole last week. Five for five for 77 receiving yards and a tug. Tight end five on the week last time against the Commanders. He was the tight end 28, but that was earlier on in the season. The first four games were pretty bad for Goddard. Pretty bad. Recently, he's really gotten it up, and I think he's going to come in rock solid yet again against the Commanders. This week at number six, we have EZE Everett Ingram of the Jags going up against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Outside of week five against Buffalo, he's been a top 12 tight end every single week. And outside of two games, he's been a top seven tight end every single week. So I'm just going to continue to believe in Evan Ingram, even with the ebbs and flows of the Jags offense. Some games where they look terrible, Lawrence looks like a blind kid trying to throw the football. Other games where Trevor Lawrence is playing out of his mind, doesn't matter. Ingram still eats. At number seven, we got George Kittle, me Timbers of the Niners going up against the Bengals at home in San Fran. Could be without Brock Purdy, might have Brock Purdy. Either way, even if Sam Darnold, the mono man, is in the game, we still got to roll out George Kittle. Last week, he had a, we talked about this in the tight end start sit video, a rare mid-game out of Kittle. Most weeks, Kittle's either on top of the world, on top of the Empire State Building, like his name was King fucking Kong, or he's at the bottom of the shelf, right? He's normally either a top three tight end or like tight end 37. Whereas last week, he was the tight end eight with 13 fantasy points. That feels kind of abnormal. So I think he'll be fine against the Bengals regardless of who the quarterback is. But again, you just know when you start him, he's like a firecracker into your lineup. Sometimes you end up with this nice, beautiful sky with the fireworks. And sometimes you end your night like JPP with a couple less fingers. At number eight, we got Darren Waller of the Giants going up against the Jets at home. But this is basically a split at home game because they're both playing the same stadium. Uh, Waller's dealing with a hamstring. Waller's basically always hurt, right? There's Hulk. He's always angry. Darren Waller is always hurt. You could talk to him on a Wednesday in March and he's dealing with a cramp or something. He gets hurt lacing the cleats up. But at the end of the day, he's going to play. You're going to play him. The matchup scares me. It's fitting for Halloween. I'm scared of playing Darren Waller. But again, he's that fucking good that he could just have a huge game against even the better defenses. Moving now to the B tier, it starts to get where there's more concern with the tight end, but you still like him. Schultz. Now, you could argue for Schultz over Waller 100%, in my opinion. Schultz has been the tight end 2, 6, and 6 over the last three games. The first three games, tight end 51, 25, and 41. So, he's kind of turned a new leaf on the season, a new page. The question is, can he keep that up coming out the bye week? I would think so. Great matchup against the Panthers. But again, you still have to understand that now Tank Dell is coming back, and maybe that will be the rupture in Dalton Schultz finishing highly at tight end. Number 10, we got Kyle Pitts going up against the Titans in Tennessee. Great matchup for Pitts. Problem is, Ritter is as unreliable as it gets. It's like using a broken condom or a Snickers bar as a condom. Not, not a, the Snickers bar, but the wrapper. Or it's just, it's just risky. But... Pitts has proven over the last three weeks to be more reliable 
We know Pitts is, is not very reliable at all, but he has been the last three games. Great matchup against the Titans. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and rank him inside the top 10. Again, it might feel gross to put Pitts in your lineup, but at the end of the day, you might end up with a happy surprise of a top three tight end at the end of the week, moving out of the C tier. All guys that you still feel pretty good with, but just not in the same range as the other guys. We're going to see quite shortly the real dip, dive, and duck like you're in dodgeball here at the tight end position. Tight end 11, Ferguson going up against the Rams at home in Jerry's world. Two down weeks in a row prior to the bye. I think this is a great, I, this is a really good spot against the Rams. The, the tight end position is great against the Rams. But I am a little worried because he's been kind of phased out the last two weeks. We'll see what happens. We shall see. But again, I still think from the first couple of games of the season, we should still be trusting Ferguson enough to have him ranked in the top 12. At our 12, we got LT. And we ain't talking about LaDainian Thompson. We're talking about Logan Thomas going up against the Eagles. Last time out against the Eagles, tight end 22. But I feel like he's going to play better this week. And he feels like one of the safest bets in the commander's offense. It really seems like Sam Howell loves feeding him the rock. He's had... Two down games this season, but outside of that, he's been a o a o k like the Philly song, and I think he is going to be pretty solid this week against the Eagles. At number 13, we got Janu Smith going up against the Titans. Now, we talk about this every single week, or at least over the last couple of weeks. Kyle Pitts is that fun upside option, right? That fun, brand new, shiny toy, right? Janu Smith, though, is the old reliable, right? You play him every week. Probably never going to dominate 50 Shades of Grey style chains and whips, but he's also probably never going to bend you over a table, which Kyle Pitts could. So, still like Janu Smith. Ritter loves him some tight end, but again, everyone loves a nice tight end. Next up, we move to the D tier. Tight ends 14 through 18. This is where things start to, you start feeling a little bit gross, right? It's like, ah, uh, this really feels gross. Like, a like, that sounded fucking weird. Like, if you're listening on podcast and you don't understand what's happening, like, imagine if you're just clicking through the video, like, oh, let's look at the D-tier tight ends. You just hear me, like, groan like that. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But back on into the point, Musgrave's banged up. Previously thought he had a head injury, but he's listed as questionable with an ankle. I think he'll play. Again, Jordan, love me tender, love me sweet, has been loving me rough the last couple of weeks. Things haven't looked as sweet. Shit hasn't been as sweet, but it's a solid matchup against the Vikings. I just, like, Musgrave has continued to be one of those guys that's like a stat nerd's wet dream, right? You look at the stats, like, all these cool metrics. It's like, oh, my God, he's so good in yards per route run, all these cool stats. But they just never, it never actually happens on the field, right? He has yet to score a touchdown. But it feels like the day of reckoning is coming. At number 15, we got Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's been a top six tight end in back-to-back -back weeks. They have started to use Taysom Hill like an actual tight end. Previously, he's just this gadget player, right? He runs, he throws, but he's never really out there catching, right? The first five weeks of the season, one target, two target, one target, one target, one target. Week six, eight targets. Week seven, five targets. And they're giving him the rushing upside as well. Wouldn't surprise me if they'd let him throw one time as well. Great matchup against the Colts. Limited with a chest injury on Thursday. But I think he should be fine this week against the Colts. Moving now to tight end 16. David Njoku going up against the Seahawks in Seattle. 
Ninjoku looks like a schlub out there when Watson's playing. When P.J. Walker's under center, this man looks like prime Rob Gronkowski. Nine targets, five receptions, 54 yards last week. Think he could easily do that again up against the so-so Seahawks defense. And number 17, we got Gerald Everett going up against the Chicago Bears at home in L.A. Limited on Thursday with a hip injury, probably from butt-fucking your opponent last week. Scored a touchdown in back-to-back weeks. Great matchup against the Bears, but he is heavily... Heavily reliant on a touchdown. If he does not score, he will be a big fat bust. But if he does score, you're going to be very, very excited to have played Gerald Everett. Moving now to tight end 18, Michael Mayer of the Raiders. Viva Las Vegas going up against the Lions in Detroit. When Garoppolo is there, it seems like there's a lot more love for the tight end. Of course, porn star Jimmy loves a nice tight end. So I feel a lot more comfortable this week with Mayer compared to the last couple of weeks. Moving now to the E-tier tight ends, 19 and 20. Tight end 19, Trey McBride, kind of in a prove-it situation now without Zach Ertz. If the matchup was better, then I'd be like, all right, let's rank McBride as a top 18 tight end, maybe even top 12. But against the Ravens, you should duck and cover it. Number 20, we got Conklin. Now, Conklin's a great tight end. Problem is, his quarterback is Zach Wilson. And you never know what you're going to get out of Zach Wilson. It's like a box of goddamn chocolates and your name was Forrest Gump. So, solid matchup against the Giants. Great matchup, I might add, against the Giants. But again, Conklin is a prisoner of his situation. Moving now to the F tier, tight ends 21 through 23. At number 21, we got Cole Komet. Komet had a zero last week. No targets. No receptions, obviously. No yards. No touchdowns. The week prior against the Vikings with Bajent, tight end 31. So clearly, Cole Komet needs Fields to come back. But if Bajent sees like three targets, he could find pay dirt against the Chargers. Number 22, Hunter Henry going up against the Miami Dolphins in Miami. We have seen a lot more of Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki kind of splitting compared to earlier on in the season which has absolutely sunk the value of Hunter Henry. He's still a great tight end, but his value has been buttfucked by... Gasicki, he was the tight end two in week two last time against the Dolphins. I don't think he replicates that. This week, tight end 23, Higby going up against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Ever since Cooper Cup came, Tyler Higby's world has been flipped upside down like his name was Will Smith. So, I like Higby, but again, he's basically shouldn't even be on your team. Now, the G6 here, number 24, Chig, the final tight end in today's video. Will Levis probably starting. Maybe we get a bit of Malik Willis as well. This is as gross as it gets, man. Just as disgusting as it gets. This guy couldn't do anything with Tannehill. Do you really think he's going to do anything with Levis or Willis? The answer would be, fuck no, babies. Thank you guys for watching. If you didn't enjoy, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below as well as hit that like button. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X. Please do so at NotoriousFNTSY if you'd like access to my weekly rankings. As well as an answer to any of the questions you guys may have, make sure you guys check out the Patreon for $7.50 a month. Linked in the video description. I love you guys all so much. Hope you guys all have a hol- great Halloween weekend. Any of y'all in college, high school, slightly out of college, you know, you celebrate Halloween weekend. Happy Halloween weekend. I will be out tonight dressed as my boy Tua Tungavailoa. I got the face, uh, the cross ready for both uh, cheeks and uh, should be fun. Normally I dress up as someone else. You know, I don't just normally go as like a football player or something. I was a ref a couple years ago. Last year I was not Mike Wazowski, the big blue guy who's named Sully from Monsters, Inc. A couple years ago I was a ref. I've been a bunch of different things. My fiance is going to be the Lombardi Trophy. I'm going to be Tua because obviously 
Tua's coming home with the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the season. So I love you guys all so much, genuinely. Thank you guys for all the support. We are almost at 30,000 subscribers, so if you got any friends, tell them about the channel. I know it might end up helping them win their league, your league that you're in with them, but it really does help me out. I love you guys so much, genuinely. Thank you guys for everything. I hope you guys have a great Halloween. Great weekend. We'll be back tomorrow on Sunday live before the games, probably closer to 11.30 or 11.45. Might go live at 11, but again, I might have drank too much. It is what it is, but I do generally love you guys. You guys mean the world to me, and I uh, hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you guys soon tomorrow. This video might have went on a little too long, but it is what it is. It seems like people enjoy every single video I make, and again, I owe all of this to you guys. Any ounce of success is due to you guys. I know some people click off. They don't give two shits about me. They just like hearing stuff, which is fine, right? I don't necessarily give a shit about every single person whose videos I watch. But again, I don't share too much about my personal life on here. But uh, you guys make everything so much better in my life. So I love you guys so much. So I hope you guys have a great one. Check out one of the videos on your screen if you haven't seen them already. Love you guys. Have a great one. Good boy!